Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Jeff Grammer with the Albuquerque Journal, and this is the Talking Grammar Podcast, episode 40 now today, and it's been a minute since the last episode. The the Lobo basketball team that my primary beat at the Albuquerque Journal is covering Lobo basketball, um, among other things. But the last couple weeks, the Lobo basketball season's it's kind of been wrapped up, and it was the end of the Paul Weir era, as many of you listening to this already know. And once that, once the end of that era came to an official close, things started moving pretty quickly on the replacement phase of, of finding the new Lobo basketball coach. Friday night was the first conversations that Eddie Nunez, the athletic director, this is at least what they're saying, um, that Friday night was the first direct contact that Richard Patino, the then coach of the Minnesota Golden Gophers, had with Eddie Nunez. They set up an interview time. In Chicago on Saturday, and as the as we reported over the weekend in the journal, he and Tim Miles, uh, Richard Patino and Tim Miles both interviewed over the weekend in Chicago with Eddie Nunez and David Williams, the deputy athletic director at UNM. Well, come Monday, Richard Patino, still employed by Minnesota, that officially came to an end Monday night when once that happened, once the University of Minnesota officially fired Richard Patino after eight seasons as Minnesota's coach. Well, then the next by the next morning, it was, didn't take long, by the next morning, Richard Pertino accepts an offer to be the 22nd Lobo coach, the 22nd men's basketball coach of Lobo basketball, and that was announced Tuesday morning, and obviously a, a long day for, for him and for, for others, and Eddie Nunez did talk with the media in Albuquerque. Richard Pertino's first talking, um, first exposure with, uh, I guess, Albuquerque media and fans and meeting some people in person won't come until I do think he's going to fly here on Wednesday, and then on Thursday there's a press conference with local media for him. But I was able to have a phone conversation with him and talk to him briefly um, Tuesday afternoon about why he chose New Mexico. Um what didn't work at Minnesota? Why was he looking for a job after after eight years? What didn't work there? Why he is so intrigued and excited about working at a place like the University of New Mexico where the community and fans and the, the people in the stands have so much to do with the program, much like when he was growing up and his dad was the coach at the University of Kentucky and they had things going right in Lexington. And uh, he wants to have a piece of that. He wants to try that. I talked to him, too, about his name. Obviously, the name Patino comes with a lot of people um, having expectations and assumptions about him. His influence from Billy Donovan and Rick Patino, And, you know, he's he's a little bit of both, he says. And he's worked for, for both as, a, as an assistant coach. And so he talks about that. But also what he took from eight years of coaching in the Big Ten against, you know, Hall of Fame coaches there. And the nuggets he took from people like Tom Izzo and, and all the coaches there. So it, a quick... 10-minute conversation or 15-minute conversation I had with him, but a lot of ground we covered, and uh, I do think Lobo fans are going to be excited when to hear him talk about the passion he expects and the passion he intends to bring to the program. Not unlike every other coach when they get hired, it, it is it is at this point nothing more, nothing less than, than what a coach probably should be saying um, when they're the newly hired coach, but Richard Patino is a guy who I think a lot of fans know the name, but probably don't know him as much, especially New Mexico fans don't know him as well. So hopefully this is a start down that path, and Lobo fans will get to know him pretty well pretty soon. And for now, here's my conversation with the new Lobo men's basketball coach, Richard Patino. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. So it's, uh, it's been a whirlwind, but I'm fired up. Well, let me let me ask you a little bit about that. You you obviously, um, you know, had a had a job up until officially. If you go by when things actually hit hit the uh, hit the old internet, you know, 
you were out of a job about 12 hours, it seems like. Um, I know it's not exactly as accurate as that, but um, you were. when were you really kind of considering the New Mexico job? I know you interviewed over the weekend, so it happened before last night, but when, when did you really put serious consideration into New Mexico? Well, you know, uh, they reached out, uh, God, what, Friday? So right when our season had ended, um, you know, the Ohio State um, – game was Thursday. Yeah, so Friday they, they had reached out and wanted to see if I would have interest. And, you know, certainly um, I've always dreamed of being at a basketball crazed place. You know, I mean, just growing up uh, at the University of Kentucky, um, you know, and just knowing what a fan base and a home court advantage can do and tradition and history. So, you know, it, it definitely was something that I was excited about. Um and was able to meet with those guys and, and just, just wanted it badly, you know? So uh, grateful that I was, uh, I was offered it and, um, you know, just the rest is history fired up. Obviously there's some connections here currently, uh, that you, you know, well, Dan McHale being one of them and, and even a Scott Padgett, who I imagine you have some connection with through the years, uh, having been a Kentucky all American himself. So, um, I'm curious if you talked to either one of them about just what, what it was like and, and what the program's like. You know, I talked to Dan. I haven't talked to Scott. Um, you know, Dan, obviously, I know them both, you know, pretty well. Dan obviously worked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so throughout the process there, you know, just um, want to know a little bit of background and everything like that. And, you know, certain, more than anything, just the the family part of it, you know, because that's somewhere, I, you know, I, my kids and my wife are very, very important to me. And to make sure that, uh, you know, from everything that I've heard, Albuquerque will be a unbelievable environment and an unbelievable community for them so that's what i really wanted to look into um haven't you know the, the the work part of it obviously haven't really dove too much into it with those guys you know i mean it's um it's interesting though you know to have two guys on staff that uh there's a background there so that that's certainly very unique do you know look this is way early in the game for these kind of questions but you might know one or two kind of for sure do you know staff wise one or two you know you'll either bring along or, or make sure on the staff, anything like that? It, I really have not um, made any decisions yet. Okay. You know, I mean, any time you take over a job and there's leftover guys in the program, certainly you want to you wanna listen to them. Um, but the biggest thing that I, that I know I'll do is I'll make the best decision for the University of New Mexico and for the basketball program. You know, it won't be um, – it, it won't be a personal thing. It'll be what's best for the program moving forward. So I haven't made any decisions yet. Uh, you know, obviously that's very important. But you know, today's been so hectic. I imagine. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to rush into anything. How, how look hectic is is a is a descriptive word. But I'm curious if today was what you expected or, or the last 24 hours. Um, it, it has happened pretty quickly. Um, all things considered, I'm, I'm curious what the last 24 hours has been like. Is it what you expected? No, you know, I mean, it, it, um, it's been probably better than I expected to be quite honest with you. Um, it's just been, it's been such an amazing, um, you know, just outpouring of support. You know, I mean, certainly when you spend eight years at a place like Minnesota, um, you call it home. I mean, you've had two kids born here. You've spent some great years here. You've, you've done some great things. And so it's kind of a goodbye uh, in the sense to a lot of that, you know, obviously I'll be somewhat back and forth in transition, but also just, I think a lot of people are really excited about the opportunity in Minnesota, because I think they understand 
or New Mexico, excuse me, yeah. they understand um, what what it is, what it can become, you know. And and I just I, I, I can't wait, and I think the all the people here are excited about it, and I'm excited about it. Let me let me ask you one to close the page on what's the past has been like, and you'll you'll have time to reflect on this for well, frankly, for the rest of your life and all that. That's that's what reflection is. But if you if you were to try and sum up with kind of anybody who wasn't paying attention maybe themselves, what didn't work quite well or as you expected, as you had hoped at Minnesota? Why why didn't Minnesota work? Well, I think at times it worked. Um, sure. You know, I even looked well, at... Even you know, earlier this year, I was going to say it was, yeah, it was going quite I well mean, this year. Yeah, yeah, we had... I mean, we were... as I don't remember the exact ranking because there's a million different rankings, but, you know, we had... We beat five ranked teams. We set a school record for ranked wins. But obviously the bottom fell out when we had injuries. And so, you know, looking at myself, you know, we had to have better depth. We had to have guys on the bench were more ready to go. They weren't ready to go. And I do think it's very, very tough to sustain those injuries, especially in the middle of the season, especially with some of your best players um, in such a, you know, really good conference. But, you know, uh, the one thing I think everybody will learn about me, I'll never make an excuse. I'll never do that. I'll, I'll, I'll take full ownership of it. Uh, so we got to make sure that we build a roster that when something like that does happen, that we don't take a step back. And, uh, you know, we didn't have that depth, so that's on me to make sure we build that. What are Lobo fans going to get? What's the product on the court going to be when uh, when things are going right for, for Richard Pitino? Well, I would say my goal, you know, from an offensive standpoint is to really push the pace, play with great freedom, but play intelligently. Um, you know, the three best shots in the game is a layup or a dunk, then it's the free throw line, then it's a catch and shoot three. And we're going to really, really try to stick to that. Um, from a defensive side of it, you know, can we can we disrupt? We want to make you uncomfortable and take you out of what it is that you want to do. But we have to be able to dis- disrupt without fouling um, because – you know, sending teams to the free throw line, just like I said about us offensively, what we're trying to do, sure. uh, you can't do it. You know, so um, we're going to have to build an identity. And, you know, that's going to be the goal from day one is for, for those guys to understand that we want to play disciplined basketball. We, we want to push the pace offensively, get you on your heels. And defensively, we want to make sure you're uncomfortable. And um, it's going to take some time to build, but I'm excited to, to certainly to do that. So that's the identity Lobo fans can kind of catch up with. I, I think a lot of Lobo fans who, who are a passionate fan base, and and I like I said, I've been here the, my whole life for the most part, and that's what's made this program is, is really the fans even more so than the success the team has had. And they're going to get to know that product on the court. But what a lot of them know right now, and, and you know this because you, you, you've lived a life with this name, but a lot of people know the name Patino. Um, how, I guess, how much are you similar? How much are you different? To dad, and I, I also, you know, know that Billy Donovan's been a big influence. Certainly, that's come up in the hiring process because he was also a big influence on Eddie Nunez in his career. And then I'll just throw this in there. I know a, a columnist uh, here at the Journal today talked with Larry Shiat, who even asked he asked Larry Shiat a few things about what you know New Mexico fans are going to get. So because uh, he had coached here in the '80s, so a lot of people have a lot of things to say about you. But what? How do you? kind of define who you are based on those influences of Billy Donovan or Rick Pitino as your dad? Yeah, I would say growing up, um, 
you know, when your dad is having so much success, you're sitting there going, oh, you know, he's perfect. He's the greatest coach on the planet, which he, he may be one of the greatest coaches, obviously, ever to coach the game. But one of the best decisions I ever made was when I was at the University of Louisville, I decided to go be an assistant coach for Billy Donovan. And I, I got out of my comfort zone. You know, it was not something, it was not an easy decision. And it was the greatest thing I ever did because I saw a guy in Billy Donovan who I thought was exactly like my father and he was totally different not necessarily in what it is that they were trying to do they both had an unbelievable desire to win and to do things you know on and off the court the right way but it just showed me that i can be myself uh there are things that i've taken um in recruiting in skill development you know i feel like my father is the best skill developer ever to coach the game nobody pushes guys on a daily basis to get better i feel like Billy Donovan, just offensively, the the freedom and the flow for the guys to play. I mean, his offensive system is going to be very similar to mine. That got him hired at Oklahoma City when they had Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. Yep. You know, so that's something that's very, very important to me. So I've learned so much from both of them. Um, and then I'll, I'll be honest, you know, the, the eight years of coaching in the Big Ten. I mean, going against guys like Tom Izzo, going against guys like – you know, Bo Ryan and Fat Mata and John Beeline, like there's so many nuggets that I've taken from these guys and I'm only 38, you know, so that's where I'm really, really eager just this offseason, obviously, to establish a culture and make sure our guys understand that the goal is to get back to winning at a high level in the Mountain West, but also to take some of those nuggets that I learned from a lot of people, a lot of great coaches and implement them uh, into the New Mexico program. Well, look, man, I'm, I'm not going to take up too much of your time. I know you, you've you done radio today. I saw, I, I saw you know, look, you've been answering texts probably all day, so that kind of stuff. So I won't take up too much more of your time. Let me finish with this. You you are the now key holder to, to a program that means a lot to this state. Um, is your time, in short as it may have been, you know, at a place like Lexington, um, where, where it means so much to people, and, and I know some people nationally may not think of the same kind of comparison Lobo basketball to the community here as as what Kentucky basketball is in Lexington and to so many people, but it is pretty big here in the state of New Mexico and it means a lot to people. That responsibility is a big responsibility. Are you uh, are you aware, I guess, of that responsibility that you're about to take on? One thousand percent. That's why I took the job. You know, I mean, it's uh, I'm comfortable with it. You know, I can't wait for people to get to know me. Uh, I think they're going to know that I'm a good human being. I'm going to treat them with respect. I care deeply about being a great husband, being a great father. You know, they're going to be a part of this uh, journey along the way. Um, but I'm ready for it. You know, the University of Minnesota is very important to the state as well. Uh, I know certainly uh, Lobo basketball is, is, is that times 100. But that's what that's what I want to be. I want to be in a place like that. And and. You know, that's what's going to get this thing back. The number one thing that we have is a unbelievable fan base that can pack the pit and make it a hard place to play. We got to get that back. And, you know, for the next however many months before the season, I'm going to work my butt off to make sure I'm in the community. These people get to know me. They understand what we're trying to build. It's not going to happen overnight. But when they see what they're all about, then they're going to start believing and packing the pit again, and we can get something special rolling, and it's going to be so much fun along the way. All right, well, there you go. There's my conversation with Richard Patino, the new University of New Mexico Lobo men's basketball coach. 
accepted the position Tuesday morning, just fired, officially fired on, on Monday night at Minnesota. Um, as we know, as the journal reported, we we uh, reported over the weekend that he interviewed Saturday in Chicago for the job. So it wasn't a huge surprise that he got fired on Monday. Um, this this was something that was sort of in the works for a little bit. Um, accepted the job Tuesday morning, busy day. So it was just a cell phone conversation. We did not set up a kind of a formal podcast recording or anything like that. And that's just sort of what I want to bring you on this beat is, you know, the conversations I have that don't all fit into print or don't all fit into stories. I want to still share some of that with you. And that's what this was. That's why the audio wasn't wasn't great. It was just me recording a iPhone conversation I had with Richard. Now, he knew I was doing a podcast, um, but it was just through the through the iPhone. Look, that's the first step in uh, for a lot of Lobo fans and, and people who follow our coverage in the Albuquerque Journal for you. Listening, that's a first for a lot of you, I think, in getting to know Richard Patino, and there'll be a lot more of that in the coming weeks. So pick up a copy of Wednesday's Albuquerque Journal for all our coverage on the Richard Patino hiring. And Rick Wright has a column in the sports section. We have a couple couple of items in the sports section as well as on A1. We'll have coverage of this hiring. So obviously big news in a place like Albuquerque, getting trying, as UNM is, to get Lobo basketball back on track and that's what uh, Richard Patino says he understands. That's what this job is about. He is coming here at a place where where basketball is not only important to the fans, it's frankly vital for the athletic department and the finances of the athletic department to get Lobo basketball going again in the on the right track. So hopefully you enjoyed that. Again, abqjournal.com slash sports where you can find all our coverage of Lobo basketball and sports around the state of New Mexico. And you can always interact with me on social media. Twitter's where I'm at most of the time, at Jeff Grammer. That's Jeff with a G. Grammar is E-R at the end. And you can email me. A lot of you do email me and talk to me about podcasts, your thoughts on my coverage and and all that kind of stuff. That's ggrammar at abqjournal.com. Hope you enjoyed this conversation with Richard Patino. Obviously, a whole lot more coverage coming the rest of the week on the hiring of Richard Patino as Lobo basketball coach. So for now... Hope you enjoyed that conversation, and until next time, thanks for listening.